Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back to the OC, the Osteo Connection. This is Jason Turnbull. Glad to be your host for today. As almost always, joined by my comrades, Kevin Longfrey, Dr. Sean Landry. Welcome, boys. Thank you hey. for having us, Jason. J-Bone, good to see you. J-Bone Turnbull. You too. It's been a couple yet hours. Again. It has <laughs> been. It has been. <laughs> meeting virtually yet again, which is uh, you know, better than not meeting at all. But nope. uh, Getting her done. It was Labor, Labor Day on Monday, right? We... Uh, Got to take that day off. What was it? All work, all work, all play. No work, all play. No work, all play. That's it. I think that's what she said. Yeah. No work, all play. Right. How's how was everybody's Labor Day weekend? Was it good? It was good. Great. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I'm trying to remember what I did. Oh, so good. Can't remember. Yeah, it was pretty relaxed though. Yeah. <laughs> Always filled with kids' sports and uh, a couple get-togethers, so that was fun. Yeah. Along Thank you too, man. Yeah. Go ahead, Kev. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say I had that uh I was telling you guys about the the Italian uh speaking of good patients, you know, and how treating families, we uh <laughs> we got uh, treated to uh, an Italian feast that uh my girls' faces were hilarious. Like the amount of food that came on that table was just insane. <laughs> Everything was amazing, so it's like you just had a total lie down after just because you couldn't move anymore. <laughs> it's like the turkey, and, tur- the turkey pants, like from uh, what's yeah, his name? exactly Friends. crazy. Yeah. And we had the precursor to it the, the day before we were at the golf club and, and the family was there. Hey, Kevin, we had the precursor before at the golf club the night before. Yeah. Saw them there. Welcome That's to right. a little a round of drinks before, after the round, which was nice. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, the, the Labor Day marks to me almost, I don't want to call it the end of summer, but back to routine, right? Three kids all going back to school. So, and we were back in the arenas, back for hockey tryouts. So like Kev said, a lot of kids stuff, but, but that's uh, always fun too. So the weekend was, it was nice to have the extra day to, uh, you know, calm down from the running around for the days before that. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. You, Shana? Yeah, we had, uh, I had a, a 41st birthday for my my beautiful wife kelly and it was we celebrated by organizing our garage it was uh it was a mm, very yeah, romantic very romantic very romantic yeah way to go sean let me write that down <laughs> seriously yeah it was funny though it was um yeah i know just with a lot going on this fall we were supposed to go camping and uh with us launching this new program and the reboot reboot retention week coming up and uh and then the MBO program and a lot going on and the back to school and the kids and the sports. I was like, hmm, I think we should stay home. And then we got organized. So we, uh, yeah, it was good. We cleaned, we emptied the garage, uh, you know, emptied the, basically the utility room in the basement, decluttered, got rid of stuff. You feel a lot lighter um, and uh, no, ready to go. And then I also had a, an anniversary, a wedding anniversary. And that was fun. We actually went, spent it with the kids. We went out to the, to a farm, picked apples, like, uh, yeah, tractor rides, apples, sunflowers, animals, farm animals. It was a lot of fun. We had a good, uh, 
good food, good times. Yeah. Nice. So true though, even though when you want to get away, like starting off the year behind the eight ball, cause you're, you know, you're again, scrambling that last weekend, right call on that one, get that routine set and get, get settled. So you can kind of embrace the start of the year. Yeah. No, my garage is where I have my, my gym and Kelly and I just, you know, we want to get, make sure we're more consistent this fall. So instead of spending 20 minutes moving stuff around just so I can get to my squat rack or to my uh, exercise equipment, which is probably an exercise all in itself, but uh, now it's nice to be able to go in. Actually, it's the nicest room in the house right now. So <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. All right. Jay. All right. Well, we, we uh, you, you kind of let the little segue, little cat out of the bag early there, but that's good. So we're going to do, uh, we talked to you guys today about this reboot your retention. So, uh, um, like you said, it's a, maybe a, a little mini, a little mini series. We're going to bring to you guys, uh, the week of September the 19th, the five day kind of, um, little challenge, brief right? seminar, it's a little challenge. Yeah. It's our first challenge. On, uh, on concepts on, on how to kind of get your retention better. What are you doing to retain clients? Uh, what principles do you currently use? Are those principles you're using actually working for you or not? So we hope to share with you guys today a little bit about, um, a little bit on why why it's important for patient retention why it's important to retain them and then we'd like to share with you guys maybe some concepts on how to do that when we do this five-day challenge coming up in a couple of weeks so yeah so patient retention um you know something we all face uh obviously it's um it's one thing to get your clients in the door sean you you commonly like to talk about compliance and conversion so it's one thing to get your patients in the door it's another thing it's another thing to keep them there keep them happy and have them rave about your services. So unlike other of the past or the previous episodes we've done, we've been bypassing Kev. So today I thought we should, you know, stoke him up a little bit, you know, prep him up, give him the first shot at, you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, verbal gold, if you want to call it that. So Kev, verbal the floor gold. is yours, I'm man. What do you think, man, about so this retention? I'm prepared. I'm so unprepared. <laughs> That's not um, the answer I'm looking for. Remember last time we gave him the first one and he like, we well, just, you guys gave me for... a numbers thing. Like, of course, I just <laughs> fell true. asleep. Fell asleep. I was going to say, in his defense, that was not probably his, uh, his best, uh, his best, where he's going to excel at. Let's put it that way. Um. Yeah, well, like you were saying, Jay, the retention part and and the why, like, why is this so important? Like, we're, we're so adamant about this with the new uh, therapists that we have at the clinic or anyone starting out. Um, the ability to retain people is so crucial to building the, a waiting list practice uh, and is far easier uh, to wow the people coming in and retaining them and getting them to send more people than it is to go out and try and find new ones, you know? So there's obviously strategies to do that, but the easiest strategy to start with when you're starting out is the people that you are getting. So like in our case, you know, like we were discussing when we were just off air, uh, you know, we have waiting lists. We uh, offload a lot of the people that are waiting too long to the new people that are wait that are in the clinic that are able to see them quicker. And, the number one conversation we have with them is how are you going to retain this person and show them, you know, like we've discussed in all these other podcasts about like wowing them and, and doing the things that they need to hear in order for them one to want to come back two to want to refer more people to you because they were so impressed with how you handled their situation, how you made them comfortable, how you uh, 
did all the small little things that we talk about on a regular basis to make it so that they really want to come back and they look at you as being the expert in the field that is going to help them. So this is a most the, the most important thing that you're going to probably learn is, is how to retain a person to create uh, that vibe in your clinic that, you know, you're really getting down to business and doing what you're supposed to do for that person coming in. Um, uh, I had one more point and I totally forgot it. Went on a tangent there. Sorry. Um, well, anyways, I, I, I think, like I said, like that, that for me, the retention part is, is so crucial to this process and it's something so easy that we will talk about in the reboot for sure. Yeah. Giving the people the, the, some tips on how they can do that. We've already discussed tons of them before anyway. So you're going to, you're going to probably hear a few things that you might've heard before in previous podcasts. Um, but we'll try and uh, put that all together for you guys to, uh, to make it a little easier to apply and, and, and put into practice right away so that you can create that uh, retention you need to create that waiting list practice. Exactly. That's the whole point is that we can make it a bit more concise, a little yeah. more clear. We want to, we want to break it down for you guys is in, you know, maybe what are the mindset things you can look at to, to help with your retention what kind of systems can you put in place? What kind of marketing can you do? Or what does that mean when you just niche it down to retention? Sean, what do you think, man? What's, what do you think? What's the, why, yeah. why is this so important to your practice? Why is this such a, so, okay, such a huge so, indicator of success? So I think if the, if the, um, I guess the sum of all, uh, you know, the intention is a waiting list practice, then, you know, the equation to get there is definitely, okay new patients plus retention um i would say you know multiplied by referrals right so i don't know this is a kind of a funny equation i just saw as kevin was talking but and i think the biggest weight is 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 again retention which also provides the referrals right so um we you know we can't stress this enough in order to retain clients there are systems and procedures that you need to implement uh, in the communication, understanding certain concepts, right? Conversion and compliance. Uh, the, you know, another one we're going to talk about in the re reboot your retention week is this idea of, you know, when patients need to see you and then, you know, removing the friction point to allowing that patient uh, the opportunity to understand that they now want to see you. So these are all essential components. When you add to that uh, the um, phases of care, right? Once, once uh, the therapist understands that you are going to uh, educate the patient on exactly where they're at in this phase of care and how you're going to get to them, you know, the retention is there because the patient understands the, uh, the plan at hand they understand their commitment to the plan and they can see the schedule of how they're going to get there. Right. And the, you know, it's like Jay, you always say this, you can actually see your schedule weeks on end building itself out. And I, I think it's missed by people. People oftentimes when they start in practice or maybe they're struggling in practice, they focus on new patients, new patients, new patients. Right? There's such this emphasis on getting new patients in the door. 
And yes, that is an important part of that equation, right? Like, like I said, new patients, referrals, retentions, right? Equals waiting list practice. But if you're not retaining the patients, it's like this you know, grind. It's this grind and it's it can be an expensive grind. It can be a time, you know, time heavy grind where, you know, we're at the phase now where we have excess new patients through because we've created the retention and we have the referrals and we had to add capacity through, you know, other practitioners, but they're now able to utilize, you know, these strategies to build out their practice because they have the new patients. And as Kevin said, we have the excess patients. So, um, and you're, we're going to talk about all this. I'm excited for this reboot your retention week, because it's like, it's going to be fun. We're going to do this live. You know, you're going to get to ask us questions, which is amazing, right? We haven't, we haven't, you know, we've been doing this for two years just with the you know the three of us and guests and stuff so it's going to be fun to to meet some of you guys uh face to face over zoom and and uh in our community hub that we're creating and actually you know give you guys uh come systems and procedures that you can implement this in your practice and hopefully you know maybe double triple your retention and your and your patient visit averages right so couldn't agree more. It's it's just something that we just never got taught, right? So yeah. it's just it seems like every time we talk about this stuff and the fact that it's never really part of our formal education is is it's honestly it's 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 amazing that a lot of people can do so well in osteo without having that because there are business principles that have to take that we have to have and have to know and have to utilize. You know, this is it retention. It's it's a numbers game, right? We 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 just you guys both said the same thing. We've we've got multiple practitioners in our practice. We've seen we've seen you know a couple dozen more than that therapists come and go or or stay with us and grow, and they all grew at different rates. But it becomes a numbers thing. Quite often, when you know when we're trying to to bring a new practitioner into our practice, it's because we have an overflow, right? We have uh, a communication with our front desk, a reception that's telling us that. You know, guys, I'm, I'm having clients call in. We have nothing for a new client this week and we have like a spot left for next week. So that's indicative to us that we're, we're growing. We need, we have a, um, a need to fill and we need to bring in more people. So the numbers thing for me is pretty simple on this. And we'll get into this obviously a lot more in, in this week, but just basically is the way, the faster you want to grow. If you want your practice to grow fuller, faster, you need to retain better. Otherwise you're in this cycle of you, you know, invest these advertising dollars to bring in this new influx of clients. You, you know, you roll with that for as long as you can. You have to, you know, inject more money to have this happen again. It's just too much. Like Sean, you kind of cover this, but it's just too much stress. It's not fun. It's not, there's no system. There's nothing in place. That's really like, that's, that's built for longevity like that. So, you know, the best therapists that come in, if you, you know, you have 10 new clients a week, the best ones are going to retain nine of the best therapists. Sorry. You're going to have, 10 new clients come in, you're retaining hopefully all 10 of them. If not, it's nine. And if you start to scale that out and, and those clients you retain are referring other people, you can see how when you talk about treatment plans and the phases of care that Sean talked about, you can see how that phases out. If you get someone who doesn't have those principles, 10 new clients, retaining a third of them, half of them. I mean, the, the, the scale of growth is just altered drastically and it doesn't have to be that. And that's what I'm Really excited to 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 chat about in a couple of weeks and 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 really dial it down and 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 it's it's authentic it's real it's it's really just how you can connect to that client in front of you and really um, really get them to buy into you know like Sean you kind of said like 
they come in needing to see you. There's a, there's a need that they need fulfilled. And your job as a therapist is to turn that need into them wanting to come to see you. And it's as simple as that. And I, I think there's some, some concepts that we can share with you that are, that are actionable, they're objective, and you can really chart your course towards, towards a weight loss practice. One good one too, Sean, it's worth uh, kind of mentioning again, uh, it was a great point you brought up was um, it is very difficult to continuously go after new clients. It's exhausting. And, and, you know, when we talk about mindset stuff, which we're going to talk about uh, to, uh, to everyone uh, joining us for the reboot, um, the, the focus, like we've always said, you know, uh, where focus goes, energy flows, right? So when Sean was saying, you said it perfectly, you know, when your focus is in the wrong place, because you're always concerned about going after that new client, and you're not putting your whole focus on what you should be doing when you're in the treatment room with that person that's already there, that is your premium uh, person that's right in front of you already that knows tons of other people. So this is your opportunity to show them, listen, I'm going to take care of you. And this is what we're going to do. And, and you know, everything we've always talked about in the past, but uh, which we'll go into great detail about, obviously. But um, I think that is uh, the biggest thing is, is where the focus is, is so important to have specific intention on what you're, you're doing is so crucial for it to work because you can't kind of have your, your focus spread out on so many things and, and hope that they're going to happen. You know, like you really got to zone in on what's actually more beneficial to your growing your practice, which is actually wowing the people that are already there. So that's uh, that was a good point. No, yeah, I, like that. I can. I think too, Kevin. It's funny you say that. You know, I always find that you know some of the people who who want to come in and see us and can't get in right away. You know, like you said, we refer them to some of the practitioners who are newer and have more availabilities. But a conversation I think is really important that everyone can have is that when you get a new client that comes in and they've waited. Like, you know, I'm back. We're back from summer holidays. I took a couple of weeks off. We're back from summer holidays. I've had a few. Uh, new clients in the, in the, in the couple of weeks I've been back and, you know, you do your introductories, nice to meet you. Like, man, like I've been waiting a long time. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, you know, I've been three months. I've been on the waiting list, uh, but you know, or whatever, I'm, I'm really happy to come in and, you know, you must be pretty busy. And I said, yeah, I said, listen, it's not that you don't get cancellations once in a while, but it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to you. If yeah, I have a cancellation six weeks ago and I can, I can put you in. If, if you're trying to hoard these new clients and you have an opening, you keep filling up these new people but then you have nowhere to put them. It's not, in, it's not in their best interest and it's not a good reflection on yourself either. So I, I usually share that. So I said, listen, I know it's, it's unfortunate, you know, thanks for your patience. We do this because, you know, if you want to start a treatment process with us, I, you know, quite often initially we need to see you, it's repetition of frequency over time, right? I need to see you quite often at the start to get the big things out to move forward. And you can see the shift in their mentality saying, wow, you know, they're not just reaching out and trying to get all these new clients all the time. They're actually thinking about what's the best for me. If I really needed someone right away, we have that option. If you want to wait, you're waiting for that reason because that's the best care I'm going to receive. And I, I have that conversation. I've had it three times this week already with new clients and each one of them, you can see that switch in them saying, oh, I went from, I had to wait, you know, it's okay, I had to wait, but I'm going to tell them why. You can see how you're making that that connection, right? That's saying, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've, of course, I've been in pain. I, I got to come back more often. If you would have snuck me in, there's nowhere else to put me. It's just not fair. So I think that's another way to look at retention. Because of that, they buy in more. There's more yeah. compliance. Like, oh, I understand it. Now I understand why. 
And I think that that communication is really important. There's also that other client that comes in that like, it just made me think of it because it happened a few times as well is uh, uh, the, the one that comes in that doesn't ask about that. They've been waiting a long time and they're just super excited to finally get in mm-hmm. because they've, you know, you got to, there is that mentality out there too. Like, oh, I had to wait long to get here. This guy's really busy or girl. And uh, so there's this like, almost like, anticipation yeah. that something great's going to happen so you know okay. you got to really remember like w- put yourself in that person's shoes so like really be you know like the things that we're going to go through obviously in the reboot about the attention you give to that and making wow sure factor you really kind of listen to them because they've waited a long time to get in but that whether it's someone waiting a long time to get in or someone that's that got in that the, the same day the idea is the same. You, you still want to have the same focus on them and it's all about them. Right. But uh, yeah, good point. Uh, hey, you really got to wow them, right? Can't, that's it. Yeah. 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 You got to deliver. You got to bring the, bring your a game. That's right. You don't want to disappoint someone that's been waiting that long. That's um, right. Something, something Jay, you talked about, and I, I think it's a really important uh, because it's honestly, we, 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 I think we, as new practitioners and potentially just, you know, maybe someone also just struggling in practice right now um, or a student, it's that idea of frequency over time is very important. And I think it's sometimes hard. It's the same. I, I see it the same thing with the, with the money question, right? Like charging what you're worth, but also the ability to say, this is where you are and this is how you're going to get better, but I need to see you, right? You know? And that's an important thing. And we know, right, to get someone better, we have to see them. And you have to see them sometimes regularly and sometimes often, right? Especially if it's initial, right? If it's acute, chronic, initial care. Um, And, you know, I think once we help you guys understand that there are some, you know, some simple ways of communicating this, the reason you need to see them, right? And you understand that in order to make change, right, you need... Uh, you need consistency, you're not going to have problem uh, with these care plans, right? And, and telling someone that they need to come back and they need to come back, you know, potentially often at first in order to get the problem, like we say, the need, they're there because they need you in order to get that problem, whatever they came, you know, whatever they showed up under control, right? And that's so important. Um and then also this, this idea of, you know, mini reevaluations where, you know, you're entering a new phase of care right? and we'll talk about this all in the reboot, but you need to reevaluate them, not so much for your clinical expertise, because you're putting your hands on them each week. So you know where they're at, but it's more so to bring them back and to educate them on the journey. Right. So you say, well, this is where you were at, right? Look how far we've come. And this is still where we're headed. Right. And now you're, you know, you're graduating from this initial acute phase into this next phase, which is corrective care. So I don't need to see as often. I still do need to see you, right? And this is this, you know, idea. And, and in that process, right, you're communicating, you're educating them so that they understand the importance. And we use this term often, but it's this idea of, you know, your care is a necessity. They want to be there. It's not a luxury, right? Kev, you say that all the time. It's not a luxury. You know, oftentimes there's a misconception. 
people feel like, oh, you know, to pay money to take care of themselves. It's like this luxury that they're not willing. And and you're right. Sometimes or they're not deserving. They're not deserving. And sometimes you're going to have to overcome object- objections, right? Because people have this idea. But think about the stupid stuff people spend money on all the time. And, and you know, it actually is sometimes a detriment to their health, right? So definitely, we'll talk about that stuff in, in different scripts and communications about ways, ways that... Um, you can, you know, you can overcome simple little ob- objections and it's not there and, and it's effortless, right? It's because you're confident in what you do. You're confident in what you do. You're, you're confident in the message you're delivering and you're educating them. So they understand the value you're providing and that this, you know, this, this, this osteopathic lifestyle is something that they need and they want to have in their life. Right. So but that's an important concept because I think people, I, I think people are afraid to tell people to come back. We see it with our young practitioners, right? They're like, you know, they'll leave and they'll say, okay, uh, you know, I guess I'll see you when, you know, when you need me or. You know. Hoping that one treatment was the miracle one. Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes happens. Yeah. But yeah. But right? that's rare. like, <laughs> it's rare, but it is rare, right? Because we know rare. people's lifestyles are not where they, should be we know people are distracted right we know that that the service we provide is so valuable and essential to helping that person be the best they can be in their in their lives right so well said well said nice so i think that's pretty i think that's a pretty concise thing there and i think i think i hope that we got across our point of why why retention is so important to your practice uh, you know especially if you're a solo practitioner trying to get to a weightless practice and equally so for someone who's scaling their business, bringing on new therapists, the importance of training them properly and, and having the, that talk about communication and, and, treatment, and treatment plans and how to build them out. The, the why is, I think, easily understandable why retention is important, right? If you, if you don't retain, then you're constantly on that search for new clients and having that stressful. Usually those are the practices you see that are much more volatile, that are peak seasons, low seasons. That's hard. That's not good. That's not, it's hard to, to forecast your budget. It's, it's hard to, to live like that. So I think the, the why we've covered well tonight, um, for everyone listening, I really hope that you're available the week of September 19th to 23rd, Monday to Friday, we're going to go live. We'll do our reboot your retention week and we'll go over the principles of how to do this, how to build your retention. If you think you're struggling with those skills or don't know where to start on, on how to do this, We'll cover all the concepts from mindset to marketing to some systems and procedures you can put in place to ensure and to track your retention and see it grow. I'd like to think that we could actually probably make the statement that if you're just newly practicing or struggling to build a waiting list practice, I really honestly think that you could double your retention by just following this, this five-day seminar. I think it's a, there's some concepts that are easily actionable and can and can you know, really make a big difference to your bottom line and to your success and to your uh, happiness in your practice. Boys, anything else to add? No, September 19th, uh, what is it? 19th to 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, so 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which gives us what we have, uh, what, what time is it uh, over in the UK? We're looking about uh, noon in the UK, I believe. Yeah. And uh, if we want to go to the Atlantic, if we want to go maybe to uh, down under, what are we looking at there? Like probably, 13 probably. hours, maybe? 
Yeah, probably eight eight p.m. or or nine p.m. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around that line. So we do uh, have we do have a sign up, right? We do have a sign up, um, uh, and we'll be we'll have that available in the show notes, I believe. Osteometrics.com backslash probably reboot your retention. Don't quote me on that. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, please make sure you visit the the website, sign up. Uh, and honestly, there's no obligation. Also, you know, we're going to do this live so you get access to us, but it will be recorded. So sign up anyways, even if you can't be there, sign up, watch it. There is so we'll, we'll provide so much value. We're going to have fun. This is tough. We've been actually uh, gearing to do this for two years now. So we are yeah. getting ready. Um, Kevin's getting itchy. Yeah. We're, oh, getting yeah. Itchy. we're getting itchy. So it's, uh, we got to scratch that itch and get going. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, honestly, uh, like Jay said, I, I fully believe it. You, you apply some of these principles and you'll easily double your retention and you will have a waiting list practice before you know it. Um, the principles are sound. They're time tested. They're true. We've all used them. All, a ton of our therapists and people who've gone through this course have used them before and they work. And, um, and, like, and you'll see, like Kev will talk about, it's, it's, you're going to do it in your authentic way um, you know, a reflection of your true self and your true practice. And, uh, we're going to have some fun. So reboot your retention, share with friends or colleagues. If you're a student, share with your, you know, and you're, you're in fourth or fifth year, share this with your student association. There's gotta be, you guys gotta have these, you know, these groups. Well, share the love, get people into the reboot, reboot your retention. And, uh, we promise you won't be disappointed. Right on Sean. Well done. All right, All right osteomentorship.com. Look for that reboot your attention. The link will be in the show notes and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week. And be sure to share with a friend.